Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG diet coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. Hey guys, it's Colin, and uh, this is 8CG Body Talk, and I'm going to be talking about some little modifications for Phase, phase 3 and and some updates, and actually just go through it again real quick, since I'm actually in Phase 3, um, so I wait for people to come into the lines. I'm going to cover a couple of announcements and things uh, until we can fill up some lines here, but anyway... Um, couple of things. Uh, some of you guys have been, if you've been trying to get to our site or get uh, buy products from our site, you notice that the credit card option has not been available for about three weeks. And that's because the uh, many of the U.S. merchants are shying away from 8CG-related products. And um, so we had to go get a new merchant account and had to be you know, integrated and it's taking forever and it's very frustrating. So we have a check, online check, secure check system where you can, if you have a checking account here in the U.S., you can order um, with a check, but for those outside of the country, it's been challenging. We apologize, but you know the good thing is, is that every time you, every time we've been in a situation where we've had to, you know, solve a problem, um, it's actually always, it's actually turned out to be beneficial, and it's allowed for future growth and allowed us also to provide better service. But it's also interesting that you know, you know, it 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 dawned on me. You know, cause it's been very frustrating and, and, and stressful the last couple of weeks, but it also dawned on me that, you know, that, you know, a lot of my theories that I've, that I've had over the years regarding the original Simeon's protocol um, and how it, it was kept, you know, under the table uh, and, and hidden from the public for well over 50 years uh, until Kevin Trudeau uh, released his book about it. Um, and it's because really, you know, Dr. Simmons kind of got, you know, stepped on and squashed and pressured out, you know, pressured out of the, out of the weight loss game by the diet industry. And uh, it just seems ironically that uh, once, you know, once, once it was discovered that you could take HCG, real HCG orally, 
and that uh, the method was effective, uh, the diet industry figured out, okay, well, now we can enter the market and make money on this. Because for years, they weren't, there was no way they could make money on the pharmaceutical HCG over-the-counter. So as a weight loss aid, everyone poo-pooed it because they couldn't access it uh, and use it and make money on it. Well, it didn't take more than, what, two and a half years for the diet industry to come up with a product um, the homeopathic drops that they could sell over the counter and make millions of dollars on, um, produce an inferior product, make the same claims that the that the real uh, HD protocol um, can can make, and basically the FDA came came in and, and basically said, you know, enough enough is enough. The product we feel the product is unsafe. Um, based on maybe not your product, but based on the fact that people are taking your product, assuming they're getting the same benefits they would be from pharmaceutical HCG. They're on a low-calorie diet, which we find to be dangerous, which is one of the major um, people, uh, you know, one of the major issues people have with the protocol anyway, and that you're making false claims and basically false advertising. And that's what they slam them for. Now, it doesn't look like they're really policing it that much, but what they did do by outlawing it, if you will, they did put the credit card companies on notice. And it's my theory. I have no proof of, proof otherwise, but the, I believe that the credit card companies can't – they don't want to police between who is actually representing real ATG, pharmaceutical ATG products or selling or promoting them and who is not, who is promoting homeopathic. So instead of being in the position to police people, they said, you know, we're just not going to deal with it. So that's the, you know that's one of the reasons why the credit card – option has been you know been missing from our site and and why we're we're it's going to be up and running here hopefully in the next uh, few days if not the next week i've been promised <laughs> that for a couple of weeks now but you know i'm optimistic but just to, just just to show, show that you know that the weight loss industry and diet industry you know they you know it, 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 as soon as they try to make money on something that is really really valid um and screwing it up for everybody so I mean, you know, our goal is to still bring you know high quality AC uh, diet protocol to the world, um, and and it's our hope that you know that the you know the actual approved HCG real pharmaceutical HCG will remain being approved, even though it's not approved for weight loss, it is approved for a myriad of other medical issues and does and is quite well. And and hopefully the FDA will leave that well enough alone, and everyone will still be able to take advantage of what I believe is the cure for obesity in America. But it's just interesting that all of these issues we're having with the credit card companies and the merchants and ATG and the bad press it's getting is all due to the greed, I believe, from the, the weight loss industry trying to make money on something they couldn't make money on for years. And so, hence, we all have to go through these growing pains and, and adjust, and that's what we're doing. We're adjusting. So that was the first announcement I wanted to talk about because we you know, I get emails every day, um, you know, trying to explain what's going on with the credit card issue. And, and so I figured, you know, if you hear this show and it's not, you know, in a, over the next week, I mean, it may answer some questions for a few thousand people around the world. Um, the second issue, second uh, thing I wanted to talk about, which is very exciting, that if you, if you guys have been listening to my podcast, you know, but the beginning, of the, at the end of last year, at the beginning of the year, I talked about launching our own magazine, um, and and the point of that was to be able to bring, you know, monthly or or bi-monthly content about the HD diet protocol and other weight loss um, and health related um, topics to people, so it, so it could at least be you know available around the world and 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 not censored and so we're we're going to have the you know the official hopefully the official launch of semper fit magazine and the itunes um newsstand 
will be available here in the next, uh, hopefully in August. And so that's that's pretty exciting stuff because literally that's going to be you know next to you know you know Men's Health magazine and Shape magazine and you know Muscle and Fitness and all these major magazines that are that have been around forever and we're actually going to be in that same space and that's pretty that's a pretty cool thing. So I wanted to share that with you because that's really exciting. It's it's just it's so powerful and nice to see um, you know your power of intention. Um, and your dreams kind of materialize, uh, and I just, you know, I just thought that was exciting to share. Anyway, so today's topic we're talking about phase three, mod- some modifications for success. Um, phase three, you know, it's a it's a very challenging space for a lot of people, and and you know, um, and for for me, I you know, I find it to be a very empowering part of the of the protocol because it takes away all a lot of the limitations. Um, as far as at least my you know, exercising more strenuously, you know, your calorie restrictions are taken away to some degree. And we basically put together, you know, step-by-step formula for phase three. I, I have some updates to my original um, theories about phase three, or at least solutions to some of the problems. Also, I wanted to go through it and clarify some things uh, more specifically. If you, if you guys didn't hear the show last week um, with Kim, Kimberly Landis, which was an excellent show. She brought some great information. She also talks about phase three, and I definitely re- recommend you listen to um, that call again, because that, has, that, that you can use as a preface uh, to this particular call. So... You know, phase three I've called the muscle building phase, and and some people you know may not identify with that. Um, you know, sometimes females go, I don't want to be, I don't want to be muscular, and, and all I mean by that is that it does allow you to push your body a little bit further to build more lean muscle mass, and and people don't realize a lot of times that body fat versus body weight there's a huge difference. Uh, of that that's a huge difference within itself, and in phase three. This is the power that a lot of people miss, the opportunity to actually lose more body fat, get leaner without without breaking the two-pound ratio. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit because um, the weight loss from phase two doesn't just stop you know, after the three days of you being off HCG and uh, you're moving into phase three. Uh, your body actually is, is going to be still adjusting and shrinking and, and finding its final you know, resting place and weight set point and body fat percentages over that 21-day period. And so that's why, you know, there's there's restrictions put in there because it, it's really trying to find your own natural, you know, weight set point, even if you're not at your end of your, at the end of your weight loss journey, because each stage needs to be settled and, and you need to create a foundation. So if you have 100 pounds to lose and you've lost 50, you want to settle in at that 50 mark so your body doesn't try to go back to where you came from. But body fat, you know, in my I did put up my video that I showed the 47 days of 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 my um, most recent uh, protocol that I did, and it was very successful as far as as far as how I felt, my body fat percentage losing because I was going more for body fat uh, numbers, not pounds. And a lot of people, you know, kind of wondered, well, you know, you lost 28 pounds in 47 days. I thought this is a pound a day protocol. Why didn't it work? Well, the point is, is that you can't lose 40, you can't lose a pound a day if you don't have a pound a day of body fat to lose. So, the, you know, the, what I, you know, how, how much body fat I had in the, my very first protocol at 33% body fat, I had a lot of body fat to lose. You know, I started this protocol basically at 18% body fat and then ended up at 9, 9.4. Um, therefore, that's the reason why the numbers were different. But I was, like I said, I didn't care about what, how much I weigh at the end of the day. I cared about my body fat percentage. And that's why in phase three, 
people need to realize that the two pound rule is is definitely something you need to take in you need to hold fast to, but it doesn't mean you can't manipulate your body into into burning more body fat and producing more lean muscle, which is going to in turn create a metabolism that functions at a higher level. Uh, not only for the, the phase three process, but for phase four and the rest of your life. And so it's a really valuable time to take advantage of. Uh, a lot of times people, you know, they freak out about what to eat. And, uh, you know, if you know what the acronym KISS, and, and, I, and, you know, just keep it simple, silly, or keep it simple, stupid, or whatever you want to take it, how you want to take it, it's really, it's really the mindset you want to bring to phase three. It doesn't need to be really complicated, um, and if you, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, you know, I kind of post my meals and, you know, I posted, you know, posted our, you know, uh, Janie's, uh, you know, spicy chicken pizza that she makes with um, um, cauliflower crust. And this morning I had my breakfast was, you know, five egg um, uh, spinach, uh, mushroom and onion and cheese omelet with uh, grapefruit and a glass of water and, oh, and coffee actually and a, and a glass of water. So, you know, I'm I'm taking in the protein. You know, the, this is a high protein phase for phase three. So you, but all I really do is I'm adding an extra full meal and actual actual some you know extra a couple extra snacks throughout the day. I'm eating every three hours, um, taking in some good fats and proteins and, and carbs, um, but the good carbs. So it's really about just thinking about phase two. And now adding in an extra clean meal and a couple extra snacks. Now in our in our book we outline you know a formula about you know how to come up with the calories you need you need what your maximum BMR is. I'm going to cover that later in this conversation. So I'm going to kind of go in order of the thoughts that came to my head this uh, earlier this afternoon when I was talking about putting the show together. So I'm just going to follow it instead of bounce all over the place. Um, so how much to eat? This is you know this is where you you want to. Utilize what I have. It's a very simple formula for f- figuring out what your natural um, basal metabolic rate is, and that's basically the rate in which your body the, your body burns calories at the current weight that you are now. So your end weight after three days is your final end weight moving into phase three. If you're a woman, you just you multiply that number by 12, and if you're a man, you multiply that number by 11. It's going to give you your maximum daily calories. And then we have a systematic way of actually kind of not really dividing those calories into three, but using those using the incrementally increasing your calories over three weeks. So for an example, and not hard fast math, but just for an example, if you're you know if you're a woman and your 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 uh, your BMR numbers came out to be 1,800 calories or 1,600 calories a day, you would start with 1,200 calories roughly for week one. You would move to uh, 14 or 1500 calories for week two, and then you'd max out at 1800 calories for week three. And the reason why we do this is because we don't want to overload. We don't want you to kind of throw everything at one time and, and have you go unconscious again. I mean, you've been very uh, conscious through phase two, having to measure your proteins. You know, knowing that you were around 550 calories or 750 if you're working out, following our protocol. Uh, on the days you worked out. So you kind of knew you were paying attention to the amount of calories. If you're not in that same mindset for, for phase three, um, you can really explode your calories way beyond what your body can handle. And what happens, you're going to find yourself doing the, you know, the, the, the steak day every, 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 or protein day every other day, <laughs> which is very frustrating. So gradually increasing these calories, add, adding the meals slowly, it still keeps you in that state of mind where you're present and you're paying attention to your 
food consumption, you're making sure you're eating something every three hours, you keep your metabolism uh, moving at full force, and you're kind of slowly putting these foods back into your body, and, and your body actually can assimilate to it. And you got to think about it. For either six weeks or eight weeks or however long you were in phase two, your body was used to taking in a certain amount of calories, even though it was getting those extra calories from stored fat. Once that faucet is turned off, um, you can't just spike it by just all of a sudden overloading it with two, three, you know, 2,000, 3,000 calories a day. So it's really important that you pay attention to that. Um, you know, why no sugars and starches? be honest with you, for all the research that I've done and even reading Dr. Simeon's protocol over and over and over again, trying to locate the the reason. Now, Dr. Simeon, you know, it, it was not real real forthcoming about explaining, you know, why he has his formula and why he put the protocol the way he did. He basically it was basically do this and get these results. Um, he explained a lot of things about medical, you know, medical issues and how it, the body would respond to it, and which, but it, as far as the actual phases, wasn't very specific about why he came up with these these theories. So really, no, I would say no one. At least I don't. I couldn't give you. I have my theories of why no sugars, no starches, because of the combinations of foods really tend to um, spike blood sugar, create you know, create release of insulin, stores fat. If you put sugars and starches in your in your diet in the wrong types of combinations, but there really isn't any hard fast explanation what will happen if you actually added sugars or starches in your phase two. Would you not stabilize? Would you just spike? You, you would get weight, weight gain rapidly. What, what would be the issue? And so, really, no, it's it's like one of those things you don't want to mess with. <laughs> um, but the point is, is that a lot of people don't even know what sugar and starches are. You know, they they don't realize that there are a lot of hidden sugars and starches that you don't think of. Um, as that, and because there is no, there was no, you know, uh, list of don'ts in phase three, other than sugar and starch, it makes it a little more challenging for people to navigate the minefield. In phase two, you know exactly if it's not on the list of approved foods, or if it's not in our book as approved um, things that that work well with the protocol, then you, everything else is no. Well, when it comes to phase three. There is no restriction now on vegetables, really, and, and, and um, fruits specifically. So you have to kind of figure out which ones are starchy and which ones are high in sugar. So I thought I'd help you out a little bit by at least throwing out some of the ones you want to, you know, stay away from that are obvious. And you know, if you don't know that when you come to phase three, you, you have to maintain a two-pound ratio, which means it's absolutely, absolutely crucial that you weigh yourself every single day. Um, and you cannot gain or lose more than two pounds. Now, the thing is, is that anything in between that does, should not trigger any reason for alarm. People freak out and they go, oh, my God, I ate this and I gained 1.9 pounds. What do I need to do a steak day? Hear me. Unless your body goes to 2.01 pounds of, in gain or under two pounds in gain, there really is no need to do anything other than just keep doing what you're doing. Your body's going to respond the next day. And you may lose all that. It may just be temporary water weight. So you don't, there's no reason to freak out and panic. But if you do get go over um, the two pounds, then there's a remedy for that, and we'll talk about that later in the list. So when it comes to you know sugars and starches, you know you, you kind of think of it that uh, you think of car think of carbs without the fiber as your sugar as your as your starchy vegetables and fruits. Um, vegetables are a little bit easier to discern, but not not so much fruits. So I was going to give you a kind of a brief. Beef thing. Beets, beans, uh, pretty much of all kind, even green beans technically, but are, are high in sugar. But that's an that's an if one. Um, carrots also considered a high sugar uh, vegetable. Corn, parsnips, peas, 
planting potatoes of all in all forms and uh, winter squash, um, you know, particularly acorns and butternut. Uh, these are things that you you want to stay away from. Also, anything white, flour, um, breads, um, pasta. Um, even the wheat pasta, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the thing you think about it, that you want to just stick, stick with fresh, um, vegetables, um, which are not considered starchy ones, lean proteins, good, healthy fats, um, not saturated fats, um, and, um, fruits. Now, some of the fruits you want to, you kind of want to also keep an eye on, for example, are, you know, grapes and, uh, bananas high in sugar, um, you know, these are a lot of uh, fruits out there that you, you don't think about, but they really are high in sugar, and you want to kind of uh, stay away from them. I had a little list of some other. Um, tangerines, oranges, pineapple, kiwi, um, dried fruit, mangoes. Um, love them, but they're all considered very, very high sugar fruits. Now, will they make or break the, the, the game? Um, you don't know bananas, especially. I mean, there's a hard and fast rule about bananas that you know one of uh, one of my health mentors told me about that the only time you really eat a banana is is as a post workout. In our phase three desserts, we actually do have bananas as part of it, and we've I've stabilized well on bananas. But it's also something I do. We don't we don't put it in everyday meals and everyday dishes. So I know I'm kind of contradicting myself, but I'd rather for me, you know, I've made a lot of experiments on this protocol, and I kind of release the things that worked, and I kind of tell you. That to stay away from things that don't work. And with me, there's there's some in the gray area that have I've had some success with, but they're not hard and fast rules that you may have the same success. So you have to you have to kind of tread water with caution when it comes to some of the higher fruits. Um, but the, definitely the the um, the vegetable starches we talked about, the corn, the parsnips, the peas, the potatoes, are definitely things you want to stay away from. The white bread, the pasta, anything that can turn into sugar, and everything mostly anything white turns into sugar. Um, so you want to stay away from that. Now I went over the BMR. Um, formula and really why that's important is that and that's something you that's information you want to kind of you know register in the back of your head for pretty much the rest of your life because knowing how many calories your body burns naturally throughout the day um, and having a having a barometer of what's going to actually set your body in the fat storing mode again and what's going to uh, affect it in the in the uh, fat loss mode it's really it's really important and really can help you maintain your weight for life. And if you think about it this way, if you if you consistently go 10% over what your maximum um, BMR is, that means the maximum amount of calories your body can process any one time. If you go over that consistently by 10%, it's going to be storing it as fat, and you're eventually going to um, be back again doing some sort of protocol, if not this one, some sort of protocol. And you don't notice it in the beginning, and it could take two, three, four months because the way you lose weight with HCG is different than most. Um, it's actually different than any other weight loss system on the planet. You're losing weight evenly all over your body, so it's not going to come back in the same places. So a lot of people get fooled by the fact that their clothes still fit for quite some time, until, but the scale is climbing, and they ignore the scale because they're like, you know what, my clothes still fit. I still look good in the mirror, and then all of a sudden you wake up one day, and it, it looks completely different. And I know it sounds dramatic, but trust me, I lived through it. It's very, very real. Um, so you want to make sure that you 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 know your BMR. Uh, numbers so you can kind of keep an eye on, on on your calorie intake. Now, does it mean you need to count calories for the rest of your life? Counting calories really doesn't work very well. But being conscious and knowing, especially now, I don't know if, it, if you, where you live, but here in California, when you sit down in a lot of these restaurants, they're required now to tell you on the menu 
what what the calorie of, the, of these dishes are, and you kind of get an idea. So, for example, if you're if you know, for example, if my natural BMR is is twenty seven, twenty eight hundred calories, and I'm sitting down at, at you know one of these fine restaurants chains that you know will go nameless, and I sit down and I look at the menu, and the one dish is eighteen hundred calories, and it's it's dinner time. <laughs> there's a good chance that I'm going to go ahead and 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 be over my BMR for the day. Now, my, now, my the key word was consistently. If you're consistently, what you do eighty percent of the time is going to show up in your life. So if you're eighty percent of the time, that means say five out of seven days a week, you are um, eating your your within your calories restrictions, and a couple of days you go over, it's not going to store, it's not going to cause a, a weight loss problem. But if you're doing it the reverse, it will. So uh, if you do 10% below your BMR consistently, you will actually lose weight gradually over time. And you will basically, if you, if you think about that, if I did 10% a day less than my, if I did 370 calories, you know, um, less than what I normally would eat on a daily basis, say, or, or, 20, or 300 calories, and I did that every 10 or 11 or 12 days, I would be actually um, – losing a pound of, of, of fat because that would be basically, you need to take 3,500 calories to, to lose a pound of fat. So in essence, in theory, I could continue to lose weight gradually in my stabilization time just by being conscious about my, how, by cutting my calorie into my natural BMR by 10%. Now, if you eat within your BMR ranges, then you maintain your weight. And so it's a kind of really simple form. I think it's a simple formula to kind of pay attention to that. You know what, if you're if you gradually, if you stay within your BMR ranges, either 10% below or 10% above, but you're 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 doing it consistently on the good end and not so consistently on the bad end, you actually can stabilize your weight quite well. Measurements. People kind of throw out the tape measure, throw out you know a lot of things once they leave phase two, and if you didn't get the you know the lesson from phase two, basically it is it is a lesson that you know what portion control. Uh, lean fruits, you know, lean lean proteins and 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 healthy fruits and vegetables, um, consistently eaten over over a period of time will actually show you know produce really good dividends, and that you also should be paying attention to the inches. Now I tell people the reason why the inches are so important because the scale will lie based on water weight or, or suffering from edema or what have you that you can get on the scale and they can say you lost or gained, you know, a lot of weight. Um, and in essence, that's just water shifting around your body. If you take measurements, and it doesn't, it maybe doesn't have to be weekly, but it could be every couple of weeks. I believe in the more consistent, the more frequent you do things, the more consistently you do, you do things, um, you'll, you'll actually end up creating really good habits. But measurements don't lie. So for, you know, men or women are different when it comes to certain measurements. So if I measure my biceps and my quads and I've been exercising and lifting and they're bigger, that's a good thing. If I'm measuring my waist and my waist is bigger, that's not a good thing. There's nothing that I could do athletically that I know of that that would produce a bigger waist being a positive. So you have to kind of use common sense when it comes to your measuring after, after you're in phase three and phase four because – if you're if you're gaining size in places that you normally shouldn't be gaining size because of, because of not a direct response to something you're doing um, healthy or athletically, then it, it is it's a sign that you're you're outside you're walking outside of your comfort zone, which which you may not know it's your comfort zone at the point, but bottom line is that you're you're gaining you're gaining girth. And it may not be. It's it's, a, it's time for you to check in and, and look at what you're doing and see if your eighty twenty rule is actually um, 
if you're actually reversing it. That means you're eating poorly or making worse, you're making not so good choices 80% of the time versus 20% of the time. Um, why a repetition is a mother of skill. This whole process from phase one to phase four is about repetition being the mother of skill. It's about doing something over and over again for enough time to where you're, it, it becomes a habit. And you don't really realize it's a habit until you start breaking it. And, uh, and that's why in phase two you had portion control and you had the same foods and fruits and vegetables and it kind of gave you consistency, made you feel safe, kind of makes it easy for you to not think about what you have to eat. Phase three is a little bit different. Phase three, you wake up in the morning and go, okay, what am I going to have today? You know, what, when am I going to eat? It's a lot more mentally challenging because you now have to make choices for yourself. But how well you do that in phase three and how well you stabilize in phase three, it's literally moving into phase four is is just making some more minor modifications for life. And we'll talk about phase four on another, on another call. So keep in mind that as you are, the repetition that you learn from phase two, you want to take into phase three and just add some new um, tools to your, to your tool chest. So you want to add, some, add more healthy meals to get your calorie intake higher. You want to add now more fruits and vegetables and healthy fats and dairy and uh, other protein choices to now have a variety that you can actually enjoy and start making dishes you enjoy instead of things you couldn't eat before. And by doing this, you'll find that you have really good success in, in phase three stabilizing, but you're also now taking another uh, arsenal of lessons into life. And that's when it really gets tricky, and we'll talk about that. Um, protein days versus steak days. Anyway, the original you know protocol and in our protocol, we you know we kind of went with the you know, originally went with the same method that if you gain more than two pounds, um, it usually means that your body is suffering from some sort of edema, which is water weight based on trying to um, either protect or heal something. And what I mean by that, for example, that you can actually, if you have too little of a protein, a lot of people kind of. Uh, move into phase three and start eating a lot of the carbs and a lot of the dairy and forget about the real solid proteins as a consistent, you know, three three solid proteins a day. And what happens is their body starts to become more deficient in protein because now it was used to getting proteins from your stored fat and the protein you're eating on phase two and you instantly see yourself spiking up in weight. That is a, that is considered, you know, you, in most cases, I, I I diagnose that as protein edema. Um, it could also be from, you know, uh, you know, your muscles, you know, trying to heal themselves and um, from the strain from you know, extending uh, strength, strength and exercise that you're pushing yourself a little bit more in phase two, or from lack of water. You went from a gallon a day, and all of a sudden you think, oh, I don't need a gallon a day. I'll just go with a half a gallon, and your body's going to make up the difference by holding on to whatever you whatever you cheated it from the day from the from the day before. So whatever the case may be, it's absolutely important that you remedy the situation of a two-pound two pound gain or loss the morning you, you, you discover that you've had that gain. And that means you've gone 2.01 pounds above or 2.01 pounds below. And that was the steak day. And the steak day works miracles. It works all the time, every time. For, at least for me, it's always worked. I don't understand what the, 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 the miracle behind it other than the fact that your body is kind of getting, getting that uh, protein. But, you know, the whole method of fasting throughout the day, um, you know, it works. And it's like my, my thing is it, it, if it ain't broke, I don't fix it. But 
as you know, like I said, my my goal is also to, you know, find remedies. I had a, you know, I had a, a friend of mine that said, you know, hey, I'm I'm hypoglycemic. I can't go all day without eating nothing, and then having a steak. I get faint. I feel sick. You know, and that's just not safe. You know, that you know, you're crashing the blood sugar. So she had she tried doing uh, hard boiled eggs throughout the day and said she had the same got the same results. So I tried it to to see. Like I said, every, everything in theory is great. But I want to figure figure it out for myself before I start reporting about. It. So, you know, it's basically it's protein. The body's missing protein, and by putting that protein in, it'll it'll actually respond by dropping your 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 two pound gain um, almost over actually overnight. And sometimes it's a it's a pretty significant drop, uh, and more at least whatever you've gained and then some. But it usually almost nine out of ten times will correct the problem instantly if that's indeed the problem, which it is most of the time. Um, you know, protein day could be also. You know, I've done a, a complete day of fag yogurt um, and just had you know literally two. I don't know you call them quarts of fag yogurt throughout the day. Greek yogurt. I'm sorry, Greek yogurt. And uh, that also produced the same results as a steak day. Sometimes, you know, like my wife doesn't care for you know red meat and, and having a big old steak sitting in her stomach for three or four days. It just it just she hates it, so we have to come up with different remedies. So, um, so some of the adjustments we made is that a protein day works, depending, on, and it all depends on how you best want to facilitate it in your lifestyle. So, if it's eating, you know, you know, six or seven or eight hard-boiled eggs throughout the day, um, and and having that be your protein source. If it's fasting and having the steak with the with the tomato, um, um, or or apple, that's that's great. Or if you want to utilize uh, another solid protein like tofu or or um, Greek yogurt, that also will pay dividends and help correct the problem. But it's it's absolutely crucial that you correct the problem that day. I've had people go, well, I had a, I kind of weighed, I weighed over, I, I gained over two pounds, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't do a steak day. Now I'm three pounds up. You know, can I do a steak day now? You can do a steak day, but what will happen though? You 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 know you'll 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 still be above your. In most cases, you'll still be above whatever your your end your final end weight was at the time that you started phase three. And so, what I tell people that the, you know the penalty for not doing a um, a correction day, the day that it happens, is that your new your weight set point will shift from where it was to where it is now. And in some cases, I've had people you know not do not correct the remedy, and then they're up five, six, seven pounds, and then they call me and go, "Well, I've gained seven pounds, and it's only I've only been on phase three for four days. What do I do?" And the steak, you know, the, steak, the protein day doesn't it drops three of those pounds, and now their weight set point has changed from where it was up four pounds. That's the downside for not following the rules, and that's why you know it's it's you know like I said some of the theories behind this protocol I have not been able to figure out why they are there why they are the way they are, and when I can't and it doesn't and if it makes sense or it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not I, it just works I just keep it simple <laughs> you know just keep it simple and follow the plan. Um, so let's see protein day so and then why not an apple day? Now, I get a lot of confusion from people that are doing steak days in phase two and apple days in phase three and it's not the way it's supposed to be done and, and it, it doesn't work the way it needs to work. Now you're going to say well if you're suffering from water edema or protein edema and you're holding on to water why not an apple day? Apple day will take care of the water. It it does it will take care of the water but it'll only take care of the water for that day and then you'll find yourself right back where you started from. There's a there's Protein edema cannot be treated with an, an apple that that is stripping your water, stripping your stripping your body from a flu, excess fluid, because it's not fixing, it's not it's not uh, treating the symptom. It's actually just uh, 
You know, it's just treating the problem, not the symptom. So if you're lacking protein and you give it less protein, but you're you take a water pill, if you will, yes, you're going to, the scale is going to show you that you've lost the three pounds, but it's going to be gone. It's going to be back on the scale two or three days later. So you're going to be doing this yo-yo, you know, non-state day treatment <laughs> uh, every other day and be very frustrated. So for the record, and this is my opinion, and I consider it my expert opinion, that apple days are designed for phase two. And for phase two stall breakers, not phase two, um, I cheated on the diet and I gained weight. Now I want to lose it again because it's going to it's going to do the same thing it does in phase two under those circumstances as it will do for you in phase three. It'll temper it'll, it'll be a temporary band aid for about forty eight hours and you'll find yourself right back where you're where you're at. So correction day immediately and use a protein source or a protein day combination um, in order to correct the problem. And that's why not an apple day in phase three. Um, and what to do if you blow the steak day? I kind of, you know, I kind of told you that basically it's going to be um, your new weight set point is just going to be reset to wherever you you end up, and that's that is that is what it is. Now, you know, weight training and, and how much and when in in phase three. You know, this to me is I believe it's a huge opportunity for people to really start to get their body to tone up and look the best it can. Now, I'm advocating working out all through phase phase um, two and three, but kicking it up a notch in phase three because of the fact that now your calorie intake is higher. You're getting real food um, versus you know the you know the supplemental proteins and and um, starches from your stored fat. You actually have more energy and more endurance to run or work out or exercise, and it actually will pay more dividends. Uh, if you're if you know anything about bodybuilding or if you ever you know paid attention to a diet that a bodybuilder eats is hugely high in protein, and usually those proteins are eaten, you know, post workout, and because it helps their muscles grow. And some bodybuilders take, you know, they take an obscene amount of protein in order to build lean muscle. And you know, I can't focus enough how much different your body looks when it's got lean muscle mass working in its, its favor versus um, higher fat body fat percentages, and and what happens when you kind of let your body atrophy, if you will, uh, it basically you will you will you will be thinner, but you wonder you know when you start people seeing people they're sagging just every and it may not be dramatic for um, everybody it just could be subtle you know the subtle sagging in the eyes and in the face and in the jowls and in the arms and the back of the arms and the belly area and and the butt and, and the whole the whole body looks like gravity is kind of slowly pulling down on it, that is the lack of muscle in the body. And if you don't like that look, <laughs> then I urge you to get active and, and, and exercise. And you don't need to – we're not talking about having to go to the gym for three hours or four hours a day. This whole, this whole, the whole time if you've been following HE Body for Life Protocol, you're working out six to 16 minutes, three, four times a, uh, uh, you know, a week. I actually, well, actually was going to post um, statistics on my post-cycle um, video that I believe that my actual time and strength training that I spent over 47 days came out to be approximately uh, a total of three hours um, of, of actual days of strength, of hour, minutes of strength, of strength training, to, and I built a good amount of muscle and lost 
a, a huge amount of body fat in that period of time. And then once you've built that muscle, maintaining it literally could be done in, in six, eight, 12 minutes, two, three, two, twice a week, um, just keeping the, the muscles toned. You know, that's the, kind of the trick, though. I think all of us at one point in the time have, have, have forgotten and we've suffered the consequence. I know for me that throughout my years of exercising and, 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 and when I was in athletics and then when I was post-athletics and, and in the gym, you know, how many times have you been to the gym, you worked out for six, seven months, a year, you started making progress, and either life got in the way or an injury, and all of a sudden you stop working out, and then you have your body starts to activate, and you have to start over again trying to do it again. It's very, very difficult to get motivated to go back and try and, and start all over again. And so, it's, But it's a lot easier to maintain what you have. And, and luckily for me, over the last five and a half years from the very first time I did this protocol, I've consistently stayed relatively active. So my body always kept a certain level of uh, muscle mass. So even if I put on some fat, by me just you know uh, being able to turn it back on, um, and by putting the exercises back in full force, it really produced some pretty great results. And I had back injuries and things that laid me up for months and made it very difficult for me to do anything. And that's what happens in life sometimes. But it just shows you that it's like, I'd rather I'd rather have been able to maintain it than have to start all over again because it's very, very mentally, mostly, and physically challenging to do so. Um, and sometimes it just beats people down. They just don't. They won't do it. So you want to keep your exercise. Um, you want to try and push yourself a little bit each each and every week. You want to uh, you know try and interchange working out, not go crazy, especially for you guys. It's not you know it's not time for you to try and, and injure yourself. But that's what happens when you take the if you don't do things gradually. I don't especially we start to get my age. You don't do things gradually. You really can cause injuries and they really can set you back for a long time. So what else do I have? And I so and lastly uh, lastly um, when it comes to phase three is that. Because my brain works in a way that <laughs> that I want to know why, and I and I kind of made you know kind of self uh, how do you say self um um I don't know what the word is for it, but I put put myself out there to say, look, you know what, I'm in a position that I feel that even so far all the information that we've discovered and put together and experimented with and the answers we've come up with, um. I feel like I have a. It's, it's safer for me to do it because I really understand and believe and trust the integrity of this protocol. I know whatever mistakes I make are fixable, and so I want to know why no sugars and starches in phase three. I want to know what happens to the body in phase three if you introduce sugars and th- starches, because I have a theory that if you, my in back of my head, and I may be wrong, and I'm sure there'll be somebody out there that may be smarter than me that'll come and explain to me why I'm wrong. But my theory in my head that keeps going around in my head and has for several many years actually since I've done this is um if you're if you are completely cutting sugars and basically sugars and starches out of your diet all through phase two, no matter how long that is for you, if it's forty three days or sixty days or ninety days or twenty days, and then you go to phase three of twenty one days, and then you're supposed to be able to go phase four and all of a sudden start introducing these sugars and starches. And even though we've put together a really brilliant way of doing that and, and figuring out which foods your body likes and doesn't like, I would think that you're also creating a hypersensitivity to the sugars because of the fact you've completely you know weaned yourself off of them and you kind of kept them completely out of your diet. And and so what happens is that sensitivity, your body reacts when you go to phase four. And if you don't have a very strategic plan, like Kimberly, you know, talked about last week, her her plan, her strategic plan about living in phase four, and just saying no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna introduce any of these things back into my diet because I know it may cause a huge problem. Um, then, you know, I got this weird call coming through. I'm afraid to hit. No, hopefully it'll just stop. Um, 
what will happen is is that you're, you're kind of afraid that it's going to set the clock. It opened up a Pandora's box. So for me, while I'm in phase three, I'm going to be doing some experimenting, which I'm going to give you guys feedback in three weeks or so. Of, of uh, I'm going to slowly introduce on certain days at certain combinations of times and specific things. So I want you to understand what I'm, what I'm talking about. I'm not telling anybody to go and do right now until I have some feedback back. But I want to see what it what why. I want to see what happens um in, in my little experiments. I've done experiments that, that haven't worked out real well over the years. And I and that's why I have a hard and fast rule about don't do this because this is what you're gonna get. And and usually my experiments you know, they're not just me. Usually usually me and Janie or, or me and my family or or I have a special clients that are, are doing it with me um or or they're playing. I say, let's play, let's try this and they're doing these things and we're getting feedback. So not I'm just not giving you feedback Theory here. Everything I like to to come to the table with and talk about and discuss on my show, my blog, my radio, my you know my videos, whatever, is real life results because I want people to get the very best results and make it as easy as possible to get those results. But also, I also have a curious a curious mind, and that curiosity has actually created HCG Body for Life, and, and I've gotten thousands of emails, people, how much easier it is for them to have recipes that they can they can actually enjoy and 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 how you know having a systematic way of actually tweaking some of these things in phase 3 and phase 4 and even phase 2 has made it easier for them to actually successfully complete the protocol after many failed attempts before so it's a good thing but also you know it can backfire in my in my in my um you know, in, in my face sometimes. So I'm going to go ahead and and, and I'm announcing it because I, you know, I, I I want people to know that you know I'm I'm doing this because I, I want to have an answer and also like I said I try things because I, I keeps me accountable. So I'm going to be playing with phase three here as I as I still am trying. My goal is to drop three more percent in body fat without without breaking the hard and fast rule of of losing more than uh, two pounds or gaining more than two pounds, which is possible i've done it before but <laughs> it's going to be interesting to actually film it um so this is the first time i actually got to do a video you know weekly video log progress of my um of my transformation through phase two and i'm going to continue to do it through phase three and i'll also do it through phase four because i think this is a huge opportunity in a, in, instead of having it written in the book for video is king video is the way people i think we, people learn they, they kind of get a real life understanding what I'm talking about and so I have an opportunity to do that this time because I because I'm going through this whole situation cycle all over again um, and I'm going to be doing some little experiments along the way and if it brings back information that makes it easier and helpful I will share that if it brings back information that makes it worse I'm going to share that too because I want people to not step on minefields if I can actually navigate you through it. Don't step on a mine if, if I can navigate you through it. And that's basically, I've made that my job um, um, to do that and to make this protocol as, as, as uh, you know, to make such a, a perfect blueprint to success and also making it easier to adjust to real life. Because you know what? It really doesn't matter if you lose all the weight in the world in phase two and you stabilize in phase three and you really have no plan and living it, no plan that's easy enough to live your life on that you end up doing this protocol every three months or six months. And it's just, you know, the next yo-yo diet. I really would hate to see that happen. So my, it's just, I have this calling this, and this nagging need to figure out a way to crack the code. Now people before, smarter people than me before me have come up with all kinds of diets that, you know, supposedly crack the code. And I've tried a lot of them. And the thing is, is that if I can't get it to work, consistently or I can't get it to work to where it just it's easy 
to me, that's not cracking the code. And if you only can get 10% of the entire population to succeed at something, that to me doesn't excite me. I, I love this HC diet and HC body for life protocol because literally 90-something percent of the people that, that follow it will succeed. That's a huge, huge upside for the world, you know, versus the other way around. And so, you know, being able to navigate life and be able to, you know, combat the food industry with the sugar in our face on everything we we touch has sugar and everything we touch has chemicals and everything we touch, you know, is got some kind of, you know, something in it that's going to make us fatter. Um, it's very challenging. It's a very challenging thing to do. So whatever I can do to make that easier, I, I want to try and do that by by playing the experimental game. So those are my updates um, for phase three. Um, nothing major, but the point is, it, it, really the message here is is really keeping it simple, not making it um, this huge anxiety quest, but also taking it extremely serious. And uh, if you've done such great work in phase two to lose the weight, not taking the opportunity to stabilize it. It doesn't matter where you are on your journey as far as as far as if it's your last protocol or your first or you have two or three more to go, um, but not taking advantage of stabilizing and learning, giving your body that opportunity to actually settle in and um, and actually find its, its its own natural place. You're really kind of undoing everything you just did. And I know it, it feels great to look good and um, in phase two and, and, and come out of it feeling great, but you know, after that, you know, coming back and starting over again, it's challenging. I got to tell you that just this last, you know, this round, and, and I and, and I and I was trying to express really how miserable I felt in phase, the beginning of phase two, and bloated, and and having that waistline expand so dramatically, and just just it was all the bad feelings of how I felt in you know five years ago came back like it was yesterday. And uh, it was very, very challenging emotionally, very, very challenging. So I know uh, if it was challenging for me, I can imagine what it's like for many other people um, that have been in the same situation and maybe even worse and not, and, and don't have the faith I do in the protocol. So that is my phase three updates, guys. And uh, I'm going to check out the lines are kind of quiet today. So I hope this information brings some value to it. And uh, we'll see you next, next week uh, with something um, new, I'm sure, some new updates. Also, um, what was I going to tell you? I just forgot I had a brain fart. Anyway, um, make sure you guys uh, listen to Kim's uh, show last week again. I had some great tips in there. I had some great feedback from her show um, because she really broke it down. Had some really good tips you guys can utilize. Hope you get some some value about phase three from here. I'm going to keep updating you via Twitter and Facebook, and, and I'm going to be keeping a chronic, you know, a video log of phase three and and the extra three percent drop. I kind of want, I'm excited for you guys to actually see it in real life, what it looks like, um, and um, that's it for me. So if there's any questions, I'll, I'll open up the lines for questions or comment. If not, then we'll call it a day, and I will. Um, Go upstairs and have my protein and vegetables dinner and whatever the case may be. So um, I have three eight six eight four eight. You're on the air. Hi, Colin. This is Lori. Oh, Lori, how are you? Um, you know, I did w- w- the no-no that you said. Uh, I'm in my second week, not even second week. I'm about day ten of phase three. Um, I struggled a lot my last round in P2. I, I don't, you know, sometimes it's just your head is better in it than other times. Okay. That being said, um, I'm stabilized like three pounds above my my um, last injection weight. 
Okay. So I guess what I'm asking is, is that doesn't make me really happy. <laughs> and it, would it, I mean, at this point, I know you said it is what it is, and I totally get that. But I know sometimes you've said, um, can you treat it like a planned interruption and go back on the injections and, and get back down maybe a few pounds even less than where I was? Or you know, I would I would recommend you finish phase three and let your body stabilize because really what happens a lot of times what what happens in phase four is that your body if you're if you're actually kind of following that BMR BMR formula that I was talking about you know just kind of maintaining you're watching what you're eating and you're introducing the introducing your if you follow our phase four where we kind of show you how to introduce the foods back the sugars and starches back into your system a lot of times carb loading and then the not and then the dropping it and carb loading actually you actually can lose weight and a lot of people do in phase four um, okay. and it's, it's okay in phase four so, so instead of you cutting it short now and not knowing if that's going to happen for you i'd actually go through the stabilization process finish it out let your body settle go into phase four and you may be surprised you actually drop a couple of pounds and being one point you know one pound if you can lose two and having one pound off from your your end your is this your last protocol i mean do you have more to go you know, up. yes, I was kind of hoping it, it would be. <laughs> you know, my issue is, you know, I'm, I'm at like 117 right now. So my BMR is really low. You know, it's yeah. like 1,200 calories a day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that is, that is low. <laughs> that is one and of the I, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I exercise. So, you know, when, when you were talking about, because I have your books and everything, so it's it's difficult for me in my situation in phase three to go from seven fifty to twelve hundred because you really your increments are so teeny. Yeah, but you also have to keep in mind that if you're using like you know the My Fitness Pal or some sort of calorie trip, you, yes, if you are exercising, it adds back those calories. So you actually your twelve hundred could be eighteen hundred based on the you know what you're doing as exercise that particular day. So you have to add those calories back. So whatever That's you're burning, I keep forgetting that, and I don't do that. And so I'm I've been eating like twelve hundred a day. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, how do you feel eating twelve hundred a day? Actually, I, I feel okay. I feel really good. So I, I mean, don't feel badly yeah, or low energy or anything. Yeah, so I mean, if you're actually able to dial that in, I mean, it is, it is, it is, twelve hundred is ridiculously low. I mean, when you when you think about eating out in the world, I mean, you can't get anything that's True. not a five six hundred calories. Uh, True. It's challenging, but you also have to keep in mind that if your lifestyle is active and you are exercising, and I'm not talking about every single day. Remember the remember the eighty twenty rule. It's about what you're doing eighty percent of the time. So you know, if you are once you're out, once you're through phase three, and make sure you're adding back those those calories, and especially in protein, if you're exercising and lifting and running and all that kind of stuff, you want to build that lean muscle mass. But you know, it, I, you kind of like I wouldn't sweat three pounds right now until you're done with phase three. Now, if you go to phase four, uh, and you want to, you, you kind of said you when you were hoping it was done. What's what's where are you at? Where you're kind of going? Mm, I'm not real happy. Forget about the number. When you look okay. at the, you look in the mirror. Are you going? Yeah, I like this. Or are you? Or what? Or is it still something you want? I was at my last injection weight. I, you know, and maybe it's a my. I, I mean, I honestly can see the difference between when I ended my last injection and now. And not that I look bad now, but I thought I, I just felt like I looked leaner at that last injection point. And you and you could have and and, and it, I'll tell you that do you actually when you're when you're looking and it makes because I know that like in the morning when I get up in the morning and I go in the restroom and look in the mirror I'm really I look really lean and I can look yeah. in the mirror and later in the day I'm like going wait a minute how come I just how come that doesn't look the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
the fluids in the water and all that kind of stuff, and it actually kind of bloats and you know does what it needs to do. But really, that that look in the in in the morning is kind of like the real deal because that's kind of your body's rest. So, are, are you? I mean, do you wake up in the morning and still look and kind of go, hmm, I'm, I'm still not feeling it? That three pound difference in, in the weight and leanness. Yeah, you- but, but I do get what you're saying because I do look a lot at night too. You know, when I'm changing into my bed clothes and whatnot. So you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I am looking at that point, and so you're probably right. You know, because you've eaten all day, you've drank a ton of water, and yeah, like, I get what you're saying. Ill at night, you know, it's like okay, yeah, yeah you get. Gained five pounds, and you know, in a couple of hours, you're drinking after you have your cup of coffee. It's just water, but the point is, it could freak you out. Um, but I would like, you know, like how many you get ten days? You get like twenty more days. I mean, you know, you have uh, what ten, twelve more days of phase three. Yes, yeah, Sunday will be two weeks, so Sunday will be day fourteen. I still, I would just start actually adding back those proteins that you're losing, and, and make sure that you actually because sometimes the you know, the body fat thing is about feeding it the right amount of protein and, and the right amount of carbs and water. And if you're if you're not adding back, you're kind of if you're if you're burning up 500 calories, you're eating 12, you're you're kind of still even though you feel good, you still could not be giving your body enough protein and calories in order to actually transfer the body fat to transfer the body fat to lean muscle mass. So you actually look leaner. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I would yeah. definitely adding back those those calories. Keep watching the scale, and I kind of like this. Forget about three pounds. Obviously, you don't want to. You, you, you're saying you're fine now. You're you're able to stay within the within the uh, the range now with the added three pounds. You're saying. Yeah, I mean, I I landing weight was one fourteen six. I'm at one seventeen five consistently every day. I mean, it doesn't budge now. So, I mean, I mean, seriously, if we're not even budge, not even that that's pretty phenomenal and that may be you know that that maybe that's your body it's actually setting in there and that's not a bad thing because you can actually naturally drop two two or three pounds in phase four i think okay. relatively it's people trying to lose 20 pounds in phase four and beyond it's kind of it's kind of challenging so i i, I know where you're at mentally because i'm going through it myself you know every day it's like it's not the scale doesn't really move but i'm looking at the leanness because i'm on a mission to get you know to drop three percent in body fat and keep right. the scale with and so it's it's a challenge emotionally, but you know I think you're obviously doing a good job. Whatever whatever errors you made in the beginning, it just it is what it is. Now was it from an error? Did you actually go over and not correct it? You know I, the only thing I could pinpoint it was um, a day I had a, a few almonds, and I mean a few because I'm very aware of how calorie dense they are, and um, that's when I had the issue. Raw or roasted? They were not raw. They were roasted. You know, I'm glad you even brought that up on the show because I'm telling you, any roasted I stay away from any roasted nut. It, raw, I ate raw freaking almonds and walnuts like like they were going out of style. And I'm telling uh-huh. you, and I woke up. That's when I woke up in my original, you know, second photo, protocol, and I was like, holy crap, what happened? I got so lean. I mean, that, the good fats from the raw nuts was worked really well with my body, but roasted. That roasted when they roast them, they completely change the entire fiber of the of the nut. It's increased the calories. They got crap they put on it and the salt they put. It. Stay away from roasted nuts, man. They're the kiss of death. Raw. Cool. Okay. Great. Yeah. Raw okay. Is, yeah, I have a ha- handful of nuts. You know, once or twice a day, you could actually make up those calories that you're missing right now from working out, and have a handful of nuts. And I think that you may find those good fats in your diet, and, and having the that you make, make sure you're having the protein at least three times 
whatever, you know, three meals a day with solid protein and vegetables, you may find yourself leaning up really good. I'm telling you, raw nuts are, I think they're a miracle food. And the sad part is I had I had raw almonds. <laughs> they were in the freezer at the time. So, okay, good suggestion. Thank you. Yeah, well, thanks for being on the call. I mean, you're like, it's funny that this is like the most dreaded part of the phase, and this is probably the lowest um, caller count I've had on one of my shows in a long time. It's like people are like, oh, I'm not in phase three. I don't need to worry about it, I guess. So I'm glad oh you're on the show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, me That's too. Cool. Phase three is tricky. For I mean, I know you say it's simple, but um, I, I guess you know what it is. It's the mind thing because you're so used to feeling um, how you feel when you ate the reduced calories when you're on the low-calorie diet. And so yeah. it, it is a little bit of a mind thing as well because you're eating that more food and so you're feeling a lot different. It can. I, I'm not saying it's simple as, as far as like it's no big deal. It, 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 it can be made simple if you treat it in a very simple mindset and you come, you come to it simply. If you come to it freaked out and, and, and either not paying attention at all or the extreme of the other one is when, when it becomes challenging because you're constantly worried about if you're going to gain two pounds or not. And that stress alone on the body could be, you know, could work against you. So I want, I want to give people a peace of mind that, you know, don't fear this stage, embrace it and use it to your advantage, not only to get leaner, to get stronger because your body is still trying to settle in and lose more weight. And I, and I would not be, surprised if you get into phase four and you just drop you drop a couple of pounds like right out of the gate <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised cool. at all. that'd be yeah. that'd be exciting and thank you for much so much for what you do and it really does help and i mean i remember a couple shows back you said something about phase three and and you were being kind of you you know you're just saying just you know are you ready for the big secret and you said to just add breakfast and that <laughs> i believe it or not i know you you probably think no big deal to say that but that helped me out completely this time around because you know what? I just thought, do what I was doing in P2, add breakfast, you know, and, and it just helped simplify for simplified it for me. So thank you for that. And thank you. Like I said, I, I you know, I, I do what I do because I love it, and I hope that whatever comes out of my mouth helps people. And and and, and you know, that's that's what I do. So I, I get feedback from people. Get that feedback helps me because that you know that's what I'm here for. I mean, I'm, I'm glad. And the fact that you 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 had a number that and that number has a mood. I, I love that. I mean, <laughs> I love that. You yeah. know. You, Maybe dialed in at, at three pounds about where you're at, man. But I, it's funny when you when you have somebody who goes, well, I weigh 117 pounds. I can hear the people on the other end. <laughs> They're like, going, I know, I know. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, when you lose whatever you lose, it, it, it's it's just as can be as much of a mountain at 20 pounds to lose for some people. I'm not minimizing it at all. I'm I'm making a point that it is right. And it's, and it's just as meaningful and just as stressful regardless if you weigh 217 or 417 or 117. And it's, you can't put, you can't, you know, minimize somebody's desire to be the best they can be regardless of what they weigh. So I was just, I, I just know that people kind of, you know, they they roll their eyes, but I want <laughs> Well, you are my inspiration for that. You say, body your dreams. And I always keep that in the back of my mind. You, you must be damn close at, at a buck 17. How tall are you? 5'3". Yeah, so you must be you must be darn close if not there. So that's a beautiful thing, man. Buck step, that's a beautiful thing. So well, thanks good. again, Colin. Well, thank you, and I appreciate you being on the call. And I'm going to get 20 minutes left, but I'm going to head out since it's just, just you and me. So uh, I appreciate you. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Colin. Bye bye. All right, guys. So we end this show. 
hope to play back. Share the link, you guys, if you go through iTunes and, um, you know, or Block Talk Radio, share it on your Facebook page. And, you know, look look for Semper Fit Magazine coming to the iTunes. New. I am so freaking excited about that. iTunes newsstand. Uh, hopefully I'm going to launch it on my wife's birthday. I figure the birth of a magazine on the wife of, on the on the birthday of the woman I, I love is perfect. So that's my goal anyway. I'm shooting for it, and we'll see what happens. But that's, that's going to be another huge, proud moment uh, for us. And as far as the credit card thing, guys, we're working on it. Um, but just know that once the solution is solved – We'll be able to, uh, you know, be able to do what we do all over the world again. So I appreciate your patience. Uh, share the love. God bless you, and I'll talk to you soon. Make place. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.